Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin. And I'm Deja. On today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing the juicy, juicy episode, Bachelor Season 27, Episode 10. I think I have the perfect episode title for this one. If you didn't hear... If you didn't know about this episode, it's all about fantasy suites. But Deja, before I say my perfect title, what is your title for this episode? Just very simple, Trouble in Paradise. It's all... Thailand was looking as beautiful as ever, and there was a lot of trouble. How about you? you? You are not wrong. You are not wrong. But I said... Here's my title. Ready? Sweet, sweet fantasy baby. See what I did there? Get it? <laughs> a little, little, little pun action, little musical thing going on there. Exactly, because this week was all about fantasy sweets. But how Zach likes to say it, sex week. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of problems with Zach on this episode, but we'll get to that later. You can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com and find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. On today's episode, we'll start by giving our initial thoughts of the episode, and then we'll do an entire recap of the episode, and then we'll end about our predictions for the finale next week. So, Deja, let's get into it. What did you think of this, oh my gosh, I, this fumble of an episode? 
We'll get into all the details beforehand, but usually that kind of beginning part of the episode where they're like, this week on The Bachelor, I don't watch that because I'm about to watch the episode. I'm already, I'm already invested. I want to see it unfold, but I watched it this week. The moment I saw those little clips, those tantalizing little bits, I wrote down a prediction. I said, Zach sleeps with whoever is most insecure. And aside, I wrote, sexual intimacy is not a fix for a lack of emotional intimacy. Next bullet, he will marry that one. Third bullet, Katie's sense of betrayal ends their relationship or just makes her sob story to be the next bachelor, bachelorette even better. All I'm saying is... Profit! Profit! I'm a prophet! Oh, and I'll leave it right there. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Somebody call an ambulance. Somebody <laughs> call an ambulance! But not for me. For Zach Shellcross. Because me. oh my gosh. It's, painful. It, this episode was so painful to watch. For a number of reasons. Because I think Zach finally... We've been saying this entire season. Like, oh, we don't really get to know Zach. We don't know him that well. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, I saw him in crystal HD detail about the type of person that he is. And I do not like it. I do not like it on a boat. I do not like it in a hut. I don't like it on the ocean. I am not a fan. Because in what world? In what world do you fumble this bag that badly i'm I'm just shocked because you were right zach did i hate calling other people insecure but she does use that word herself as well yeah okay i i i was shocked he didn't sleep with ariel floored absolutely floored because it (laughs) To me, there seemed to be not a lot of substance to that relationship, besides maybe attraction, and he's kept her this long, and then he doesn't at all for no, but even more baffling is his decision to not tell, not all of the women, just one woman in all of America for absolutely no reason, about what he did with Gabby in the fantasy suite. But we will get into that all in this episode. Before that, let's take a quick, quick break for our sponsor. And we'll be back with more Decoding Reality right after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And we're back, and let's get into a recap of Bachelor Season 27, Episode 10. And this is Fantasy Suite Week, and this takes place in the beautiful, beautiful island country of Thailand. Zach is talking about how he's excited to get engaged here, and the women are also excited. But Zach, in a sit-down with um Jesse Palmer, declares that there will be absolutely under no circumstances, no hanky panky, no pants tango, no sex at all this week. He said that speaking from experience, you can learn way more about a person without sex for better or for worse. And I thought this was a small dig at one of the previous bachelorettes, Rachel, for no reason. Because what confuses me to this day? Is the way Zach talks about Rachel Reckia, you would have thought that she, like, tried to, like, summon demons in the fantasy suite. You would have thought that she, like, um, turned into the exorcist or some, something like that and grew 12 heads and tried to eat Zach alive the way she talked, the way he talks about her. And I don't think that's very fair. Did you pick up on this too, Deja? It. I felt like in this episode, it was so obvious that it was kind of jarring because there have been other moments where they're like, oh, because, you know, I got my heart ripped out after the fantasy suites or he'll say things like that. And this episode, it was like so much that it made me pause and then just go double check what happened with Rachel because it doesn't feel like she's she was like this big evil villain, like you said, in that scenario. But they make it sound like that. It's almost like. We didn't work out and that broke my heart is too simple a story. It's like not, it's not compelling enough. It doesn't make his journey now as inspirational, but I think it's just, that can be true sometimes. It's like how relationships work. It's, it just baffles me because going into that fantasy suite, uh, going into that fantasy suite, Rachel and Zach seem to be on the same page and they left not on the same page. And to this day, we don't know what happened. Rachel does not kiss and tell, but apparently Zach does because he cannot stop talking about it. And it's just, did something happen in that fantasy suite that maybe set him up for failure in this week? Um, what do you think happened in that fantasy suite? I'm really curious. I'll be honest. I haven't given much thought for what happened in that fantasy suite, but I don't believe that that was the motivation for him saying no sex this week. I think ultimately he's shown over and over and over again. He does not want to deal with another person's emotions or hurt feelings or anything like that, but he's down to the final three. So there's no like you are bothered by something. I said, get out for better or worse. He sees all of these women as a potential wife and a potential fiance. Um, so he can't kind of shuttle them off, but he can try to just create an environment where it's like, 
See, now these women won't cry to me about how I did this with one of them and not with another. Now there won't be any tears for him to deal with. I think that was honestly his goal to avoid the emotional mm. devastation of it. Why do you think he, he went with no sex? I think, I think Clayton, the previous bachelor, probably left a bigger impression than we thought. And let's not forget that Sean Lowe is Zach's mentor this season. And Sean Lowe, one of his claims to fame in this franchise is that he is the only, one of the only contestants that are still with their pick from their season. And he did not have any sex in the fantasy suite. So between, and between Clayton's fantasy suite burning down all of his relationships at once, I feel like Zach got a little too big for his britches and thought he was Sean Lowe and thought, I could resist. I could do it. You know what I mean? And to me, it's not about resisting. It's not about resisting. It's about, it's just, it, you know what? I'll save it for the pod. I'll save it for the pod because Ariel's date is up first. And they're like taking these like beautiful motor taxis through the nightlife of Thailand and they're eating bugs and all this stuff. But Zach says he doesn't want him, he doesn't want to stop himself from falling in love with someone who he hadn't imagined, just like what Sean Lowe said to him previously. Interesting. Zach also says that the chemistry is a bit spicier and that his body gets really, really hot whenever he's around Ariel and they're constantly making out and made me think of something. When is Zach going to drop the bomb about no sex week? Because in my opinion, he drops it at the worst possible time. Meanwhile, Gabby is waiting and she's stewing and they show this shot of Gabby looking at a window and looking upon Zach's date with Ariel. I I don't think that's real, but you know, it's like she's stewing in her insecurities. Deja, what did you think of Ariel's date so far? And does Zach have any hope of keeping his promise not to have sex so far? Can we curse on this podcast? I can't remember. I mean, you can. I've cursed before. <laughs> Men ain't shit, man. That's Deja. my declaration. Deja. You get a pass, Justin, because I love you. <laughs> but the rest of them, thin ice by default. I felt like if I were weeks away from an engagement and the person I was with kept emphasizing how much I was not what they were looking for, I... I have questions and I don't think that I like the answers. Um, it felt really clear to me that like he has fun with Ariel. They could be friends. And that seems to be about it. If there wasn't the sexual attraction, I don't think she would be here as long. And I feel like this episode was the one where I saw it the most. Um, my partner has been like watching along with me and listening along to the podcast. They were like, damn it. Justin was right. Justin was right. <laughs> See, see, when have I ever been wrong about several things, but that's not the point. Anyway, the point is, Ariel is a beautiful woman, is, is a very beautiful woman. And Zach, one of the things that we know about this franchise is that the leads like when the contestants make it easy, easy on them. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about drama with me. We don't have to talk about all this stuff. You know what I mean? 
it's just smooth, smooth sailing, right? And it's, you can especially see that with Ariel. And I'm sure her family date last week didn't help at all when it comes to like ease of use. Oh, I should not use ease of use. <laughs> I should not. No, that sorry, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> cuts in there <laughs> you know what you know what don't cut it it's funny I, I, that's not what i meant audience ease of use i'm so sorry <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> the date continues on ariel's night portion of her dinner date ariel lets it slip that she told her mom that she is falling for zach he looks surprised and he thanks her very much for this information. The fantasy suite card is revealed, and Zach needs to talk about the no sex week to Ariel. He says, look, a lot of complications come from, like, this week, and I just want to put it on the table that um, I'm not having sex with anyone this week. And then Ariel was, like, does a little, like, blink twice, and it's like, Okay, uh, wasn't expecting that. Um, I don't, she says that she doesn't like to make plans around her sexual exploits, but she's cool with it, I guess. So then they both put on their bathing suits and they go swimming while making out. Deja. If someone came to you on a first date and said, just so you know, I'm not going to sleep with you. I guess it's not their first date, but like, just so you know. No hanky panky. Is this weird? Okay, so people who follow me, a lot of them know. I think you know Justin, but I used to be really deep in Christianity. So I used to be a no sex until marriage, pray it all away. I don't know, whatever the hell I was on at that point. Um, and there's no issue with that decision. But now I'm team test drive the car. And it, just like you said, it was the timing. Testra, even Gabby said it, you know? Sometimes you gotta, you gotta give it a little spin around the block. But to say it right as the, like, implication of being together comes up, it kind of is almost like, oh, was, did you feel that the whole time? Did you just feel that once that, like, we finally got to the point where we could be together? Um, it just, it felt a little awkward to me. How, how do you feel, Justin? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, I said ease of use earlier, and then you said you got to test drive the car. Canceled. Both of us canceled. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> but more importantly, I will say this. Here's what I will say. I have zero problem with the lead or contestant not wanting to have sex on this portion. It makes perfect sense. My problem is this. Number one, Zach's first problem in this is that he makes the decision for the women. Number two, not only is it presumptuous, you know, it's a little arrogant for Zach to be like, you know, I know everyone wants to sleep with me in the show, so I mean, like, I mean, I get it, but like, 
What if Ariel also had that feelings? You sprung this in front of America for Ariel to be surprised. And finally, what's wrong with waiting until the door closes on the fantasy suite? Same conversation, perfectly reasonable to say in this scenario. What's wrong with just like, all right, bye cameras. Hey, Ariel, I don't really feel comfortable with this. Problem solved. On all fronts. You don't but have to make Zach, a declaration. If you're Zach, you need everyone to know. Like, I really think this was him covering his ass. So if he said that once the cameras were gone, then people can speculate. He was, I feel like he's just covering his ass and like, damn the women, as long as he's okay in the end. Yes, because in the end, Zach is more concerned with being a good bachelor than being a good husband or partner. And I said it. You could take that to the bank, Zachary Shellcross, because no one asked you to do this. Not The women didn't even bring it up. I know it's been a problem, specifically with Peter Weber and Clayton, about women not wanting their lead to sleep with other contestants, and we can get into that later, but what in what world did you think this was going to be a good idea? You know what I mean? Like, anyway, the date continues, They do spend the night together, no hanky-panky, and in the next morning, their clothes are everywhere. They have shots of, like, their bathing suits on, like, chairs and, and, like, sinks and stuff. I'm like, they didn't have, they didn't do anything? Sure, whatever. He leaves after eating fruit-filled breakfast. Ariel kisses him goodbye. Seems pretty reasonable. Do you think... That Zach actually stayed true to his promise in this one? I think he did. And I think that's why Ariel's home. <laughs> I think I think so much of what was keeping her there was that attraction. Okay. And he had this chance to cross that boundary. And he took it off the table for himself. But it probably didn't feel real until the next morning. When he didn't sleep with Ariel. And now all he has is not the sexual connection or chemistry they may have. All he has is their emotional connection. And I think the fact that Ariel shared so many times, she has trouble sharing, has trouble opening up emotionally. That closed off people can be really comforting to those who don't want to do anything emotional. You know, it can be really comforting Mm -hmm. to those who don't want to go that far. And it was probably really comforting to Zach But now the emotions are closed off. He closed the physical intimacy door. And at the end of that day and the next morning and going forward, all he has is what's really there. And it's not much between him and Ariel. So I I truly believe they didn't have sex. Okay. All right. I believe them too. You you think they... Oh, okay. I believe that they didn't have sex. I just... I'm just very curious about Ariel's POV in this entire situation because she really gets fucked over later in the episode. And if you're, if you not that like you have to have sex in the fantasy suite, but like what, what are they talking about? Their politics, their religion. We know that being Jewish is a huge part of Ariel's identity. Is she like, are they talking about the details? Are they talking about Ariel's brother? We don't get any of that. Ariel gets the most screwed over in this episode. Ooh, I should not use screwed over. Uh, man, okay. Can't, a, a bad bad point for me. Man, I'll anyway. just get more canceled. She's the most screwed over, but the least screwed. <laughs> oh! oh. 
<laughs> David, are you listening? Make that the TikTok. Gosh, make that the TikTok. Anyway, oh, the next day is Gabby, and she is extremely worried that her self-tanner might wear off because she's extremely sweaty in Thailand. They take a beautiful boat to a private island. They do the Titanic pose, and everything seems to be going good so far on this date until Gabby starts to talk with Zach. And she says that she's worried about being chosen second. Zach says he really doesn't think about the order of uh the fantasy suites, but he takes it into it like his consideration. He just takes it day by day. But then Gabby breaks down in tears because she says it has nothing to do with Zach, but her own insecurities because in her previous relationship, she was cheated on a lot and she was always chose chosen second. So the fact that she is also second in this fantasy suite isn't helping with those insecurities. And Zach reiterates that the order does not matter at all to him. And this is giving me shades of Jess in the previous episodes. But Deja, is Gabby right to be worried about being second in the fantasy suites? Because I feel as though the worst order, the worst, uh, the worst position to be in is third. You know what I mean? I think Gabby was right and smart to acknowledge that it was about past relationships. Um, I think she even said at one point, you know, when you want somebody this badly and you're this close to them, it can stir up a lot of insecurities and fears because there's a question of if you'll get what you want. Um, I think she was right to acknowledge that because I really don't think going second was an issue. I think honestly, the one who had their head screwed on the most was probably Katie because she was third and she, her mindset as we'll get to later is just, I don't want to know. Um, she seemed to try and go in with her focus mainly on them and Zach did what he did. But um, I do think Zach's response to it was kind of iffy, but we'll talk about that. What do you think? Do you, like you said, you know, third is going is kind of the worst, but do you think that Zach's response to it at least was worthwhile? So I think Zach has the problem of turn. I think previous leads have had this problem too, of turning off the lead mode, turning off bachelor mode or turning off bachelor mode and just being a real human being, you know, <laughs> like, because as much as, Zach likes to say, oh, there's no, like, bigger reason behind it and all this stuff. That's patently untrue. Because as soon as you say, like, hey, to the producers, whoever, you're always mic'd up on the show. If you say, man, I'm really worried about being uh, uh, shown snakes in a date, they're going to show you snakes on a date. You know? If you and Gabby naively thought, hey, I'm worried about being chosen second. The producers and the style of the show will work in favor of your insecurities. And Zach, being a contestant, should know this. He should know this perfectly well because he's been in the position that Gabby has been in with Rachel. So, it confuses me to no end why Zach can't show a little bit of empathy here. 
what is going on? I'm so confused. Like, am, am, I, am I going crazy, Deja? <laughs> no, you just, like, truly, that's exactly how I felt about it. It was lacking empathy, and again, it felt like it was defensive. The same way as I think the whole move of saying no sex at all was a defensive move. I think the way he responded, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't do anything, and I'm not trying to... But Zach, this is about her emotional reality right now. All you're talking about is your intention and what you meant and what you... She's hurt. She just ran off and, like, yelled into a glass of champagne about feeling ugly. Can you just be there for her for a second? And he really can't. He, he We said it in previous episodes. He's very emotionally immature at the end of the day. He just knows the words. Oh, uh, you're right. I think he is emotionally immature because they go on the dinner date. She again tells the story about getting cheated on in her previous relationship. And Zach says that Zach, he says that he truly has her best interest at heart, not helping the situation because he says that he has huge self-confidence issues too. And I'm not, again, no empathy from Zach, but we move on to the fantasy date card and Zach tells Gabby that he is having no hanky-panky this week. And Gabby has a really good line because she says, hmm, we'll work on that later. And Gabby has no intention of following that rule. I think, do you think that it was like a surprise? Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, we're definitely, you know, uh, getting our toes curled tonight, you know, or like, okay, I'm trying to beat around the bush. Okay. I'm trying to beat around the bush the best I can. Okay. Like, do you think Gabby went into Fantasy Suite tr- wanting to have hanky-panky, or no? I think every single one of them went into the Fantasy Suite wanting to have sex. Mm. Yeah, I'm sticking by that. But what was interesting was the different reactions. I think Gabby was just willing to be more honest. Because Ariel's immediate reaction to Zach was... No, I wasn't expecting that at all. Cut to the confessional. She's like, yeah, I was thrown off. I was a bit disappointed. You couldn't have been disappointed if you didn't have an expectation in the first place, Ariel. So what you did was you said to Zach what she actually said, I felt disappointed, but I always want to make him feel supported. Already putting her emotions aside for him. Already not being honest. Gabby was just the one willing to be honest about it. She she wanted to toss the salad, as the kids are saying. Hey, yo, and hey, yo. That's all the, that, that there is to say. Hey, <laughs> not hey, yo, it toss the salad, but not curl the toes. The, Come on. Okay, <laughs> listeners, if you're, if you're listening to this, please email us at decodingreality at gmail.com. The best euphemism for hanky-panky or toe-curling or tossing the salad. What is the best euphemism? Email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. Anyway, in the morning after this date, they seem fine. Zach has a little pep in his step. But then he says to the producers that he has a weight in his heart, a pit in his stomach. What could it possibly be? He didn't have a pit in his stomach. He had a tent in his pants. Hey, yo, boys! (laughs) This is a family show! 
from the second they woke up, the way that they were touching and holding each other, like it was obvious before he said it, like, that is not the way you left your night with Ariel. And that is not the way y'all started this evening. There's just the way that they were interacting with each other. I was like, we know what you did in there. We know. We know what was. We all know. All of America knows. (laughs) But at the very next opportunity, Zach has a sit down with Jesse Palmer and he has a secret to reveal. And that secret is he totally, undeniably, excitedly, I would say, got down to business with Gary. He says that stuff just evolved in a way that he didn't expect. They both chose to do it. He says he wants to tell Katie, but why would you do that, Zach? Why? Okay. He says that it was an act of love, not lust. And Jesse is just sitting there like, sounds like a you problem, bro. <laughs> sounds like a you problem. But what the, what the hell, Zach? What mistake number 11 billion in this season? But like, Zach, like, Zach, not, Zach, Zach, listen to me. Listen to me. If you listen to this podcast, not only, not only, Did you make a rule that nobody asked you to make? You have three beautiful women who would love to spend some time with you. You made up a rule. uh, No, going to close that part off. And then you immediately broke it. Immediately. For no reason. Immediately just broke it. For like, and then even when you broke it, Zachary, you tell all of America. The night after, you didn't even let that stuff simmer at all. In what? In what? Oh my gosh! In what world did you? He got think you taking your glasses off and everything. In what world did you think this was a good plan, Zachary? Zachary, what? Okay, let me calm down. Deja, what are your thoughts about this part? <laughs> you know, you taking your glasses off and. In distress as you yell at him, honestly sums up a lot of it. It, again, he's covering his tracks. He's just making sure that people don't get mad at him. Like he wants to still do the thing, but, but not have any repercussions. And we'll get to Katie's response, but yeah, she was right. She was 150% right in that the fantasy suites are supposed to have an element of you don't need to know. That's the whole point, you know? Um, we've talked a lot about how, like, you know, this show's kind of like a microcosm of what mainstream sort of very heteropatriarchal, but America, white America thinks about dating. Um, and I think one of the things is like sex is supposed to be there, but you're not supposed to talk about it. You know, we're still kind of there in polite society. So he wasn't supposed to talk about it. He could have just kept it to himself. And from the beginning, deciding there would be no sex discloses something about it to us. You know, like putting that out there so early, you're already making this space where everything has to be divulged. He put himself in the position of kind of having to address America in about his 
sex life during one random week in Thailand. It's just, it's a self-created disaster. For no reason. You were, you were riding high. You had it all. You could have had it all. You, Zachary, you were rolling in the deep. You had their hearts inside your hand and you played it. I'm just, okay. The pro, agree with everything you're saying. It's just, fantasy suites have the same rules as Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. Rule number two of fantasy suites. Don't talk about fantasy suites or Fight Club. It, it's, it, oh my gosh, like, in what world did you think this was a good plan? Anyway, they sit down with Gabby. And Zach says he had the best time. And, like, Gabby's kind of weirded out, but like, oh, aren't you supposed to be on your date right now, Zachary? But he felt guilty and he just doesn't want to keep secrets. Gabby is perfectly fine. She has zero regrets, extremely weirded out that he is talking about how it, you know, like really bothered him or he has a pit in the stomach now. She says, didn't really realize that you were so bothered by us like knocking boots last night. But all right, stop kissing and telling Zach. But that's beside the point. He then tells Gabby that he is falling in love with her. Mistake number 12 million. Like, not only did you come to this person who is having insecurities, say you're not having sex with her, then have sex with her, then the very next day, say that you have a pit in your stomach about what you did with her, and then say that you're falling in love with her. The whiplash in this moment was... I, I, I couldn't keep up. Deja, what did you think? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I think, well, first of all, I was trying to imagine, you know, let's say I meet someone on Tinder. I know they're seeing other people. They know I'm seeing other people. Everything's casual. And then they kind of tell me, hey, you know, I kind of want to tell everybody else on my roster that we're having sex. Why? Why would you, like, anyone would feel strange about that. But I also feel like insecurities can so easily put us in, like, one of those cycles, you know? Where it's like, I feel insecure, they attend to that insecurity, I feel secure until the next bad day. It's like the definition of anxious attachment. And right now, it feels like Gabby expresses insecurity, Zach does something not that special. Gabby's fine. So she's different than the women who bring up a problem and he has to send them away because she will take his bare minimum. She will take being put first, even if that doesn't come with very much because so long she hasn't been put first. And it just felt like it was another moment of that. It was another moment where she was uncomfortable with this very clearly, very obviously. But then he said, I'm falling for you. And I don't think Zach, when he was like, oh, it felt great. I want to say it again. I can't believe I hadn't said it before that. I think I totally can believe that is his emotional reality. I don't know what's going on inside his head and heart. But I also believe that some of that rush was realizing just how easy I love you can fix anything with this woman. Wow. And that was painful to me. And further... I'm putting putting the stake in. I don't have to wait till the next episode. My prediction is Gabby is his wife at the end of this. 
Really? Absolutely. Really? Okay, okay. We'll get to that prediction later in the episode. But now we have Katie's date with Zach. And they go kayaking. And, oh my gosh, one of the top ten worst dates in this franchise. Because not only are they going kayaking in these, like, rainforest kind of thing, but it is pouring rain. And it is not fun. They are completely soaked. And Zach, on a bench... In the middle of knee-high water, tells Katie about the fantasy suite. He says that stuff just happened. I had this rule. I broke it immediately. And Katie can't even muster a response. Uh, She's she's stammering. She's like, "Uh, I figured you would be doing this. But she honestly could have went without hearing it. And... She's gonna, she's not gonna pretend that she is happy with this outcome. She says, it feels like Zach is rubbing salt in the wound, a gaping wound that is this franchise slash fantasy suites. But he then, to calm Katie down, says that he totally sees him and Katie at the end of this. And this is probably my biggest, biggest gripe. With this entire episode and Zach's no sex plan. Because not only did he make up this rule that nobody asked him to break that rule. He revealed to all of America and Katie and Jesse Palmer that he had a pit in his stomach when sleep about sleeping with Gabby and used that feeling and use that information to reinforce his relationship with another woman. And he didn't do that with Ariel because they didn't have, she doesn't need to know. Ariel found out at the rose ceremony for all we know, but he used that and he used like, Oh, Gabby, like I'm falling for you. To reinforce his relationship with Katie. And that is the most fucked up thing I have seen in a long time. Deja, what are your thoughts? Honestly, until you said that, I really hadn't thought about it like that. I spent most of that scene just going, yeah, you tell him, Katie. Um, But it's really true because it almost seemed like he expected to sweet talk his way out of this one as well. And Katie just was understandably too hurt to let that happen. Um, my favorite moment of what she said was when she kept going, Zach, how did you expect me to react? Honestly, how did you expect me to react? And he was like, oh, I wasn't expecting anything. I just, you know, whatever you feel is how I want to see you react. But just like I'm trying to do the right thing. Well, Zach, every time you – I don't think I've ever told somebody something that I knew was going to be a difficult conversation without thinking about how they may react. But it's very clear that Zach chose to do that, thinking that the women would just go with it. The same way they just went with no sex. Just go with it. Just go with it. Just go with it. And he wasn't really thinking about their emotional reality. He wasn't thinking about what they would feel or how they'd react. He was thinking about how America might react if he seems like a jerk. And those women aren't the entire country. They're individuals. Um it was it felt a little slimy honestly it it was i felt really bad for katie to just be kind of sat down you know 
before the first time you're going to get to have uninterrupted alone time in an overnight with a man that presumably she loves. And he's just like, by the way, it was like really hard, but like I did end up like sleeping with somebody, but like I tried not to, they were just so hot. Zach, in what world? In what world? I don't know if he's ever oh like spoken to women before this franchise. He's had to. He's had to. I feel as though, you know what, Zach? Maybe I'm probably judging you, but a lot of this podcast is judgment. But Zachary Shawcross seems like the type of guy who puts himself on a pedestal. And makes women come to him in his real, not just this show, but in his real life as well. And what I mean by that is that I know guys that say, I am such a catch. I have a good job. I have, I'm a homeowner, this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? And instead of improving or working on their relationship with a woman they might find interesting, they will sit on their laurels. And wait for a woman to improve themselves for him. And it's like, it's weird because it puts him in the deciding position, which is why I think he loves being the bachelor, but it completely disregards the other partner person in that relationship. Because while they're like doing whatever they can, like maybe he says, Oh, you need to know how to cook. Not not saying that he wants a woman to know how to cook, but like, yeah, learn how to cook and she's learning how to cook and all this stuff so that Zach can feel comfortable. Zach is not improving whatsoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's such a catch. And that's and oh my gosh, and that just really grinds my gears. Unbelievably on every single day of the week, especially on Bachelor Mondays. So <laughs> During the next part of the date, Katie at night. Katie wasn't sure if she was going to even show up to this portion of the date, but she wanted to strengthen the relationship in this, and the opposite happened after Zach told her all the shenanigans that went down. Zach wanted to have no secrets going into an engagement, and holding a secret like that just makes him sick. It's like he was a, he was a kid in Catholic school all over again. I'm like, why? What is, what is with Zach bringing up childhood him at the worst possible moments on the show? But whatever. And then Katie says, thanks for sharing that. But she can't go through with this. So did Katie, we see that Zach pulls out the fancy sweet date card. He hands it to Katie. Katie accepts. We don't see the morning after the fantasy suite, we don't see any indication of what happened in that fantasy suite. Deja, what do you think happened? Honestly, I have been racking my mind and I have no earthly idea. The The thing that I'm closest to is that they ended up going to separate rooms but the conversation that led to it was so uninteresting that giving us the illusion that maybe something happened was probably more interesting than actually showing us that conversation. But I really, honestly, I don't know. And I know that you always have good predictions, so I want to hear yours. You're still muted. Sorry. Uh, 
I think the fantasy suite is actually extremely valuable and not for the sexy time reasons, because very rarely in this show do you have an opportunity to say the truth. And that truth could be, uh, what, what is your stance on religion? You know, are you like politics wise? Are you Republican, Democrat, all that stuff? Important information when you're about to go into engagement. One of those important things could be like, how highly do you value this engagement? Because it is not uncommon for contestants and the lead to get re-engaged in a private ceremony after the show. These are all things that you have to talk about. Because, like, imagine, like, being like, oh, I don't really consider the Bachelor engagement, like, for real engagement. We'll get really engaged another day. You know what I mean? Like, that's important, valuable information that you have to share during this time. So... If Katie doesn't want to talk about that, I get it because you're mad about it. I get it. I completely understand. But I think that they spent all night just relitigating the Gabby stuff. I think that's what really happened. I think, unfortunately, Katie was like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this information? Like, was it upside down? Did you, how many times is it like, you know what I mean? Have you seen, I want to ask you, have you seen that new Jonah Hill movie with Eddie Murphy? I have not. <laughs> and okay. There's a moment in, in that movie. I think you'd like it. Well, it gives you a lot to talk about. It's called you people. Um, I think it's called you people. Anyway, I've, so for people who uh, are kind of on our side of the TikTok, Kenna of uh, Kenna the Mouse Slayer uh, mm-hmm. was giving me kind of a play-by-play, but I haven't seen it myself, no. There's a really good moment where Sam J is talking to Jonah Hill, and she's talking about Black people's relationship with uh, white people and how... S- and it's funny in the moment. It's not going to sound funny here. She compares slavery to getting cheated on by your man. In that, here, I, I know that <laughs> eyebrow raise. Just hear me out, hear me out. In that, you can try your best to repair that relationship the best you can. But at some point in the future, you're going to want to know, were they better than me? What was the reason why you cheated? What was the reason why? Or like, what? how many times was it? How did you do it? Did you do it through Instagram? Did you do it through email? Did you do it through text? The need for details and retribution will never stop. You know, and not to say that Zach or Gabby cheated in any way, but Katie, now having this information, what else is she supposed to do with this? Move on? That's not an option on The Bachelor because someone will always, producers, Jesse Palmer, like, someone will bring it up in your Instagram comments. Like, are you, are you mad that Gabby slept with Zach? You know what I mean? Which is another reason not to say shit. Don't talk about it, you know? So I think they spent that night just re, like, 
are you sure? Like, is it really me at the end of this? Did you really mean what you said in the rainforest that you see me at the end of this? Like, so what did you say to Gabby, like, 10 minutes beforehand to be like, oh, I'm falling for you. Did you mean that? If you mean that and you, if you truly meant that and you're going to pick me anyway, so are you just lying to other women? Do I want to be in a relationship with a man who does not care about other women's feelings? Do I care about Gabby's feelings? I think that's what's going through Katie's head all night long, whether or not they spent the night together or not. <laughs> that's my best guess, you know? That was very long-winded. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't long-winded at all. I think it's it's a very valid thought. And <sighs> I hate the sentence about to come out of my mouth, but a part of me related to Zach this episode. Okay. 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 Who's on your roster, Deja? Who's on your I, roster? Hey. Uh, yeah, Deja's like, I my boyfriend to Zach listening all to these, this right uh, now? <laughs> my boyfriend listening to this right now? Uh-huh, One person, uh-huh. and it's you. But um, for me, what I related to about was when he brought up the, oh, I felt like I was just like a kid in Catholic school again or whatever. Because the way that he acted with Katie reminded me of a way that like I have acted sometimes out of my religious trauma. Um, where when you set up this idea that like there is a sense of absolving that will only come when you confess, it's really hard to get that out of your head. But to be an adult, <laughs> you have to at some point recognize that there's a bit of selfishness in that when you bring it into your personal relationships with people. Because you're kind of confessing to fix your own feelings, not to confront how they might feel. You're confessing to get rid of how guilty you feel about the topic, how shamed you feel about it, etc. You are asking acceptance from them. Uh, but the reality is, one, maybe you shouldn't have told them that. Maybe the right thing to do was to protect their feelings in a different way. And two, they don't owe you acceptance. So you may have bared your soul out, but they do not owe you that. They are allowed to be human. And I feel like he just kind of approached Katie. I don't know if this man has religious trauma. I don't know if that's, you know, what's going on. But either way, confessing that may have seemed admirable to him. It may have seemed like a way to not keep secrets and to honor his word. But there was just no thought about her feelings. And it's, yeah, I I agree with you. It's hard to imagine her being able to just put that aside for the rest of the night. And after hearing you, I actually agree. I now think they did go into the fantasy suites. I don't think they slept together, but I do think that especially after that, there's no way Katie would give up her opportunity to get, like, I want answers. You, you made this known to me. Now I get to ask questions and I get to grill you and I get to see how can I expect it to be treated if we actually get into this. I think she's too smart to give up that opportunity. I think all of these women who've come here, are I think they're smart. They're navigating things uh, with a bit of wisdom, um, but with a whole lot of emotion at the same time. So that brings us to the rose ceremony, a very quick rose ceremony, because Katie, first rose off the bat immediately, and is between Gabby and Ariel. Zach takes a moment and gives that final rose to Gabby. But before he does this, he announces once again about his promise and how he broke it. 
And I'm trying to gauge Ariel's face during this entire time. Like, did he talk to Ariel about this? Did, did, we don't know. We, if Ariel found out at the rev ceremony after Zach being like, I'm saving myself. Like, it's the best for the both of us that I'd not sleep with you. For him to turn around and do it anyway. And you tell me at the rev ceremony. And then you immediately send me home from Thailand? I'm so sorry, Ariel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, Ariel gets home or gets sent home. She does not shed a single tear. I was watching her eye ducks. No tears for Zach. But she whispers that she's grateful for the experience. She's really holding it in. Gets in the limo and is promptly sent home. Zach, at the end of the episode, is talking to both women. But he's only looking at Katie. And before this conversation happens, Katie turns to Gabby and says, I know that you were the only one. Gabby, surprised, says, I I don't know what to say to that. I feel like I'm wearing a giant A on my chest. And then when Zach walks over, he's having a conversation with both women, but he's only looking at Katie. And the episode ends for the season to be concluded next week. Deja, what did you think of this very heated rose ceremony? Zachary Shalcross, you did this to yourself. You did this to yourself. It could have been calm, cool, and collected, but you got to open up your big mouth. That's my first thought. My second thought is, Gabby, girl, look around. You do have a big A on you. Can you punish the man who put it on you, please? Punish him with the lack of love. Third thought, Katie, you're right. This is messed up. You should punish the man who made this happen. Punish him with the lack of love. Zach should end this single- and maybe just like paying reparations to all the women because to put them in that position again i just kind of think about the tinder situation right you meet someone on tinder then they decide to tell everyone else that they're sleeping with you why are you doing that and then you're in a scenario where they're kind of like bringing you all together it's almost like he never considered the fact that they'd have to be in the same room together again This isn't isolated to your individual conversations with them, but that's the only part that affects him. So that's all he thought about. I give up. I give up. Zach, I hope they both leave you. I actually, Zach, I hope even Jesse Palmer leaves you. I do have a question. I I do have a Mm. question for you, Deja. What do you think Katie's reasoning was in telling Gabby that she knew? Because. I'm of two minds. One mind. Is this a power move from Katie? To be like, I know you screwed my man. (laughs) Or is it a, hey girl, before all of America sees this when it airs, Zach told me everything about your fantasy suite, just a heads up. Which one do you think it is? Is it caring or calculated? Now, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it was calculated. Because right now, the one and only power Katie has 
is knowing. The one and only like thing that sh- that gives her a little bit of a grip is that she at least knows what happened. Yeah, I'd say that too. Good for you, Katie. What do you think? You like the power move? I like the power move because she was she's not the one who put herself in a position of that lack of power. And I don't think she would have done it if she wasn't scrambling to regain power. And the way that he, the fact that he told her, I think, put her in a position where she needed to say that. Like, if he had just let it be, you know, on his own, if maybe she found out through Gabby, I don't think she would have felt the need to to angle it that way. What do you think? I think I want to give Katie some credit because she has been my number one since day one. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being calculated on this show. It's often, it often gets villainized in this like context. But at some point you gotta start playing for keeps. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think it's also good that I, I'm, I'm glad that Gabby knows that Zach can't keep a secret. Cause like, it's one thing to have that air in front of cameras, but the fact that you spent your time on another date with another woman talking about how your relationships with another woman, I hope Gabby knows that. I, I'm glad that Gabby has that piece of information, you know, and, Sliding into predictions for next week. He, I think he's going to pick Gabby. I think, I've, I've, I think my prediction has been true in that Gabby wins. And I thought Katie was going to be the bachelorette, but sorry, I doubted you, Charity. I'm really sorry. <laughs> and Bachelor in Paradise doesn't happen for a while. At least until after this, uh, the Bachelorette. So Katie's just gonna end up. With I don't a bunch think of it's Insta- over. For, I don't think really? it's over for Katie. I really? think. Give it a minute. We'll we'll come back around to Katie. Um, honestly, I think the Bachelorette is kind of hard to want to watch for me at this point without a non-white lead or without a gimmick, um, because. They always bring something a little bit more interesting than I think what we've gotten used to seeing from The Bachelorette. Um, because they... Okay, here's what I'll say. Rewind. Forget what I was about to say. The fact is, black women date within their race more than any other demographic mm. on the planet. So when a black woman is there, they have to have black men. And then they have to kind of open the doors. And then suddenly there's all these different men. And they don't have to do that if a man of color is the bachelor, because that's just not the reality of dating. So they bring something new, not just in their individual perspectives and intersectionality and all that beautiful stuff. Kimberly Crenshaw, power to the people. But also (laughs) the changes to the men in the actual contestant pool that's there. So I'm excited that for charity, yay, kisses, love, all that. But Katie will come back because I think as a franchise, they're getting a little tired of having to uh, to give the colors what they want. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree. I agree that I'm glad that Charity has the title. 
because of all the people in that season, that's a pretty darn good pick. She checks all the boxes. The re- one of the reasons why I thought Katie was going to be the bachelorette, because now she has that sweet, sweet revenge story that this franchise loves to create. She was wronged by the bachelor, and now it's her chance to find love. Recipe for success. A tried and true recipe, right? And not that charity needs to be wronged in any sort of way. I'm just surprised that they went with, like, the right option and not the classic option, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Charity, that, that, is a, that is a correct answer. I'm, I'm just shocked that we didn't get, like, the, the Bachelor classic. She's blonde. She's white. She, she's, uh, she's from Texas. That's a good pool that they like to pull from every now and then this other state. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe some changes have been made. So snaps to the producers on this one. I think. I'm not ready to give him credit because I, I I think what you've been pointing at since this season really was announced with Zach was that they're trying to kind of return to form. It's just that they have a shorter distance to go on The Bachelor because The Bachelor kind of, first of all, they've had less contest, uh, less bachelors of color, right? Um, and women chasing after a man. America really doesn't mind seeing that. Women getting emotional and upset. America doesn't mind seeing that. Women in pretty gowns crying. Like, when people think about the franchise, they think of a woman in a gown crying on some steps or holding a rose. That is, like, the first thought. The Bachelorette, on the other hand, I think, just by centering a woman in power, was already a little bit farther from kind of what probably the people in this sphere would like to see. But progressively, I think they tried a lot of different things. Going from two bachelors, they just needed another step in the middle before they get to the Katie's of the world. So they said two bachelors, that was a disaster. Okay, we'll go with a really nice, everybody loves her black girl. I think there's a possibility that Katie is the bachelorette after Charity. And that will be their return to form for that half of the franchise. If not Katie, I think there'll be a woman very much like her coming up. You know what's weird? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm in the position as a viewer where usually when I'm watching The Bachelorette, I want this contestant to find love. But with charity, I don't want her to get hurt. And that is a new position in this franchise that I haven't... You know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried that she will find love. I'm worried that she's going to get her heart decimated. <laughs> and that's a new position. I'm happy. That's a new story to tell. And I'm I'm glad that it's out there. But, Deja, what are your predictions? Lock them in. This is the final lock-in on who Zach will choose next week. I think we're on the same page, too. Oh, absolutely. I think it is Gabby without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and I think... As painful as it may be, I think at least once or twice they're going to have a moment that's really cute, and I almost want to root for them. Almost. Um, I think the way Katie leaves will probably be a bit devastating. And I think she'll yell at Zach. Yes. She's so far shown really? the most 
willingness, just out of this last episode, the most willingness to tell him the truth. And um, I'm hoping that once it's off the table to be married, she tells him, listen, some some people need somebody to tell them about themselves. He needs to be told about himself. Okay, okay. Yeah. We can't wait to see it. How about but you? That, your predictions? I, I mean, I think Gabby is going to win. I think Gabby's going to... I don't... I'm not sure how you come back from that if you were Katie. And the thing is, there is absolutely nothing wrong with what Zach did. It is what he said <laughs> is the issue. Zero problem with sleeping with the, the contestants. Zero problem with that. But you do not need to announce it to the world. And the only loser here... Well, Ariel's lost pretty big this episode. She took the biggest L, but Katie took another L. Like, And if you did... If you also... If Zach kept with the no sex rule with Katie, we don't know if he did. So the rule only applies to people you want to send home, Katie and Ariel, and not Gabby. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> we'll get to that next week. That's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Decoding Reality. And as a reminder, you can find more episodes of this very podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please, please email us your final predictions at decodingtv at gmail.com. This is going to be amazing. But you can find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decoding reality. Deja, where can the people send their scarlet letters to? They can send every scarlet letter of the alphabet to Deja Talks TV on all platforms. So that's TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that jazz. Uh, and I hope they'll accept my final rose to join me next week uh, so we can talk some more. Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me wherever toys are sold, except not in Thailand. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and on Instagram at Freddy's Roommate. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Decoding Reality. Bye. Adios. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.